All right. Welcome to our first podcast. As yet unnamed Unnamed podcast. podcast. Uh, My name's Lucas. I'm one of your hosts. I'm here with Brian. The other host. The other host. And we are doing a health podcast. And this is our first one. And basically who we are. uh, So I've been in the natural industry for quite a long time. I work for a brokerage company that services uh, natural companies who are in the retail space. So I go around and train uh, employees of retail stores about products. I um, give away products, that kind of thing. And I have been into this industry and experimenting since my teenage years. Um, I had a couple mentors who are really into this health stuff, so I have wandered afar. And yeah, Brian, what, what about you? Well, I am an upper medium lackey at a mom and pop health food store, local here. Upper Phoenix. medium. <laughs> upper medium. Extra medium. Uh, and uh, I've been around it for a while. Actually, my ex-wife was, mm. is, or was uh, an herbalist and got training in aromatherapy and all the natural arts. And that's kind of how I was introduced to it was through osmosis of marriage. Um, Interesting. Yes. So I've been everything from a raw foodist to what I am currently, which is a a uh, plant-based walking uh, bit of hypocrisy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Plant-based Monday through Friday (laughs) and then keto Saturday, Sunday. Nothing but bacon on Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Lord's Day. Yeah. Um, But uh, no, so we... uh, we decided we wanted to reach more people and, and get some education out there as far as... Yeah, give this a shot. So this is the idea for the podcast. Um, and this idea comes from Nassim Taleb. And he's like this angry Mediterranean uh, who yells at people on Twitter. But he's written some good books. And he wrote this book called Anti-Fragile. Um, and in it, <clears throat> he talks about uh, kind of medical history. And back in the day, uh, there were kind of these two groups... Uh, loosely segmented and you kind of remember back in the day they used to have these things called humors you know they had your bile humor your yellow humor and and these doctors would say well you know you're getting too much fresh air and so your yellow humor has ascended your blood humor and basically the conclusion was always that we need to bleed you that was always the conclusion was bloodletting Um, so that was one group and what they really did was they used rationality to come up with a treatment for the body. It was like they had this diagram of how the body worked and they said, okay, one plus one equals two. And so we're going to take your blood. And yeah. I don't know how they came at that. I mean, it was, it was a rational system, but out not... with the old in with the new. Is that sort of the <laughs> thinking there? Maybe, maybe, you know, I mean, if you had like too much iron in your blood, it was great. But... Leeches were big tech back then. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All the blood, but none of the, you know, hassle. <laughs> Why well, get your hands dirty? Let the leeches do the heavy lifting. So anyway, they were a group. And then there was this other group called the empirics and the empirics were kind of these, they they were also called quacks. And basically they went from town to town kind of selling their wares, you know. It's like, well, if your manhood isn't good, you need to eat goat testicles. And I mean, they had all kinds of wacky stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously that's what I do. Um, And so what happened was the empirics were wrong a lot, but they had this thing called optionality, which meant they were always doing experiments. And the downside of those experiments was not that great. And the upside was they would find something that actually worked. And so what ended up happening was rationals would steal 
the empirics treatments and kind of take them as their own. Mm. Because what these empirics were doing was just a lot of experimentation. They were like, well, because they, they were in front of people and they did not have all the high-minded talk that these, you know, university-trained uh, rationals had. So they couldn't give you all these, like, misunderstood mumbo-jumbo so that you just said, all right, yeah, just believe me. You know, you must know what you're doing. So right. they kind of had to have something that worked. And so they would, they would almost stumble upon something that worked. And we actually see this happening today. This is actually happening right now. If you uh, put the natural health food store in the empiric camp and then, you know, mainstream doctors in the rational camp, right now, CBD oil, which is very much a natural health food store thing. CBD is totally, it was born in the natural world. Um, People are coming in when they're addicted to, you know, opiates and all that kind of thing. Everything. and right now what's happening is, so one of the companies we work for is a CBD company, and they said the FDA is super cracking down on anybody who has CBD on their label. And so all the companies are getting CBD off their label. Like the company we work for, they have this CBD oil bar that has like 15 milligrams of CBD in it. And it's a great bar, um, but it says full spectrum hemp. 15 milligrams. It can't say CBD. And the reason Mm -hmm. is that just recently, the first drug, CBD derivative, was approved. Oh, wow. And so it's the same thing that's happening. The rationals are taking something from the empirics that worked, that that was battle-tested, that people stumbled upon from from trial and error, and they're kind of taking... Because that's what government agencies do, is they they monopolize (laughs) some word or something like that. Ursurpers. Yeah, and that's different... You know, if you go back to like Lipitor in the 90s, that was almost the other way. Lipitor was from the medical world and then the natural world was kind of like, well, we can do the same thing with red yeast rice and with thyroid and stuff like that. So it's almost it's a reverse of that. And it's kind of a throwback to that old um, empirics rational system that is going to literally go on forever. We're always going to have that. And so my idea for this podcast was we would be the empirics. We call ourselves the quacks, just like right out the door. You right. know, we're we're not trained doctors. Nope. But we're what we're good at is experimenting <laughs> and reading rat studies and figuring out <laughs> stuff to try. <laughs> and here's the thing about the, being a doctor, and I think this is where our strength could lie too, is that they're very polarized and they're very at much at the mercy of the AMA and pharmaceutical companies, insurance companies, and we don't have any of those restrictions. And we're seeing this on the ground floor. <clears throat> we're seeing people actually be helped by these you know, uh, grassroots health, you know, uh, things, (laughs) these remedies that people are coming up with that are being taken over. So it's been really interesting. And what I'm on the subject of CBD, what's going to be really interesting to me is that Facebook has such strict CBD guidelines right now that if you even mention CBD in your post, they will remove it. If not try to take steps to remove your page completely so it'll be really interesting to see how much that reverses once mainstream pharma starts making cbd products and doing other stuff i'm sure that facebook is going to change their tune right along with that yeah yeah but it's an uphill battle and i love your idea about us being the empirics yeah and a lot of the stuff that's in the natural world doesn't work that well like a lot of it is crap oh yeah a lot of it is that's the other side of eat the goat testicles you know (laughs) (laughs) it's a sideshow i'm one of those traveling those guys used to travel around with the carts and the caravans. That's right. Sell, you know, sell the medicine out of the back. That's right. That's exactly it. And yeah, one out of ten things worked amazingly well, and nine out of ten things were kind of crap. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be sifting through the crap 
And uh, I mean, you know, you've probably had customers come into the store and, and been like, well, you know, have you ever tried, you know, so-and-so for so-and-so? It just works amazing. And you're, you're looking at this person going, you are crazy. You are a crazy person. Where are your bags and cats? Exactly. And unfortunately, they look at you like you're insane if we don't carry these crazy, you know, jellyfish eyes in the store, um, which are supposed to be really good for your joints. So, but, in the, but here's the other side of that is that nine, you know, every ninth person that comes through the door might actually have some knowledge and something that you haven't heard before. Totally. That you'll see later on down the line. So yeah, we want to talk about some of those things, right? Totally. So yeah, we're going to talk about some news. Um, so yeah, let's get into that. So I, I printed this article off from uh, Men's Health. Men's Health recently did an article on Dave Asprey, who, if anybody could be described as an empiric... <clears throat> it's him. Uh, this guy, I mean, everybody knows this guy. This guy who started uh, Bulletproof Nutrition. Right. So everybody knows who he is. Um, he's got, you know, the, the coffee and the butter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yum, yum. Mm. Um, he's written books. Uh, he, he's, yeah, written books on many health topics. Um, he started this whole biohacking trend in Silicon Valley where you, you know, quote unquote, hack your biology. Um, and the things he's part of that movement, he, he he does the biohacking like that. That was like his thing. Wow. Um, and so like some of the things he's done, he's had his bone marrow stem cells injected into his joints, spine, face, and, uh, (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he uses cryotherapy, infrared therapy. Uh, he has an atmospheric cell trainer that virtually transports your cells from the top of Mount Everest to the base of, uh, to, to the sea level in like a matter of seconds. What? I know. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, the reason why I want to talk about this guy is he is like your classic empiric who is probably doing all kinds of terrible things for himself, right. but who might be hitting on one or two things. Exactly. And actually at the end of the article... How do you differentiate? How do you find out what is the thing that's... Act- when you're throwing so much at the wall, how do you know yeah. what is the thing that's helping you? So, I don't know. The way I, the way I think about it is you have an idea first from somewhere... And hopefully that's an idea from a study or a relationship that you read about, you know, a rat study or a small human study. And then you say, okay, this is, this should work for this, you know, uh, turmeric should work for inflammation. And then you try it and you see how you feel. And if it's good right. and it works, you're like, all right, this works. But then you need other people to do it. You need other people to try it out. And that's where, really where the internet and all, all these forums kind of come into play is people talk about what's working for them and what's not. And so that's, that's, it's kind of like this groundswell, you know, comes from everywhere thing. Right. Um, and the nice thing is there are crazy ideas out there and they're quickly seen as like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, this is a pretty cool article in men's health. Um, he, he does a lot of this, uh, cryotherapy where like you put your body in super cold, um, like, you know, negative Shock 200 it. degrees for like two minutes or something like that. And I think what he's doing a lot of is kind of activating his, um, his adapt adaptation system. Okay. Like whenever you get into cold, you know, your, your body figures out, okay, I'm in cold now. And it does certain things to adapt to that. Or when you're hot, yeah, it does it dies. The same. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know the threshold of that? I mean, the, people can die. People have that. died doing cryotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. People have definitely Death died. Therapy. That's right. You're so healthy. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's doing this adaptation thing where he's going from hot to cold and, and, there's this idea that the that you can strengthen that, and the more you strengthen that adaptation, 
mechanism, the healthier you are. I don't know if that's true. Like I've heard that though. I mean, I remember being a kid and going to like a friend's gym, his parents' gym, and then they had the cold pool right next to the hot pool, and I never understood why they had this freezing cold pool and that, that was the same principle i would imagine yeah the hot cold hot cold but definitely it always seemed to me like it would be shocking your system it is it definitely is um <laughs> not necessarily the best thing for you but there's merit there because people keep doing it i would think yeah and you can read back i mean over hundreds of years people uh, jump in the cold lake you know i mean there's a bunch of scottish and irish people who are right. crazy and did you know up in Greenland or Iceland or one of those cold island places, I see it. They cut holes in the ice just so they can jump in it. That's right. Yeah, there is some merit to it. I don't know. He might be overdoing it, you know, but who knows? We'll see. He wants to live to like a hundred and what is it? Like a hundred and ninety or something like that. And at the end, why? Of the, <laughs> right? <laughs> he, yeah. He goes. He wants to live to one hundred and eighty. Um, and he says, uh, "What does he say?" Is, is living a long time a kind of superpower? Question mark. Yes, although I might die trying. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, more money than sense, or maybe he's got the keys to the kingdom. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, well, he's somebody we could learn from. You know, for sure. Something he he gets on, we could definitely talk. I about. love him being the 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 rat in the experiment. That's uh, right. And we can learn from that. But I mean, obviously, he's getting some kind of benefit from it, or else he wouldn't keep doing it. I wouldn't think. Yeah. He does wear toe shoes. Okay. Everything you just said about him just got thrown out the window. That's right. <laughs> We're done with him. You have those. <laughs> I do. Don't, I, thought, I thought you had well, the You're outing me on our first podcast. <laughs> we I, needed to gain trust with the audience before we could reveal these toe we shoes. We have to let them know. If we're going to talk about toe shoes, we have to let them know. See, the thing is, I've always had a huge... I've always been wondering about the toe shoe, but I haven't wanted to drop the coin on them. They, they always pricey. did look super comfortable. And everybody who's ever worn them has sworn by them. Yeah, I, I went to Havasupai last year, um, did that whole hike. Right. And they were really awesome. Like, not to get there. I didn't use them to hike in there. But once you got there, you could wear these toe shoes. You could get in the water. You, and, and they have tread on them. And so they're just, they're, they're nice. Great. They're, yeah. But hey. he wears them around the office. I don't know about that. Ninjas. <laughs> yeah, ninjas. <laughs> Well-prepared ninjas. Okay, so... One of the other things that I think we were going to touch on is uh, is the holy basil, right? Was that what? Well, we're we're going to talk about uh, pubic dermatitis, or did you have another thing first? It's amazing because that's a great segue. Um, <laughs> I like you look right at me, points, and said we're going to talk about pubic dermatitis. That's right. You but have I, a lot of experience with this, right? <laughs> well, I do have a lot of people who come into the store that uh, have no fear of discussing any ailment that they're currently dealing with, and a gentleman last week came in and just. I was with a coworker who was a female, and he just said, hey, what do you got for pubic dermatitis? <laughs> and at first, I looked around to see if somebody was pulling my leg or what kind of joke this was. But no, he was – And I, these were things that people deal with. It's just not an oft-asked question. That That's I, right. But um, so pubic dermatitis, I said, sir, uh, you may have pubic dermatitis, but you also have zero shame. And uh, he laughed and then said, okay, for real, what do I do? Um, and in that case, <laughs> that's like an antimicrobial thing, I would think. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, if it's, yeah, infection or something. Right. I was like, lotion? He goes, oh my God, I didn't think about that. Well, he's a guy, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I, I deferred to the experts in that situation, but, uh, 
Yeah, it's always interesting to see what kind of questions you get asked on a daily basis. And the older you get, I find myself talking about things that 20 years ago I would never broach <laughs> certain subjects. And now I'm just like, well, my poop does seem a little green. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's spirulina. <laughs> and the customer's like, huh? And I was like, well, you brought up pubic dermatitis, so I'm just sharing too. Um, that's pretty funny. It I, is. I remember when I worked there at that store, I had a guy come in who was like, it was his anniversary. He's like, hey, man, it's my anniversary. And, like, I need something, you know. I need something that's going to give me, like, five more minutes. You got anything to give me, like, five more minutes? Like, I don't need that four hour. I don't, I don't want to end up in the hospital. Five more minutes. And I thought, man, that is such a good name for a supplement. Like, five more minutes <laughs> for men. Okay. That's so great. Five extra. Give me five. Take that's five. Right. That's right. We can All right. It. So, yeah, holy basil. What we're going to do um, on the show is we're going to feature one substance a week, I think, or however often we do this right. podcast. We're going to feature um, you know, an amino acid, an herb, uh, whatever, uh, that kind of has some cool studies behind it. Um, I'm going to feature some testimonials, like what, what are people feeling when they're trying it. And really, it's going to be a way to uh, put a tool in your hand that can kind of be in your back pocket. And you can say, okay, I could try this and maybe you know, get myself out of a sticky scenario. Cause right. Dude, it's all about getting yourself out of trouble. and That's it. And I picked holy basil because you're such a big fan of holy basil. Huge holy basil proponent. Yeah, so why don't, why don't you tell us about like your experience? Well, holy basil, actually, I, 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 Paige, we have a, I, had a co-work, I have a co-worker who uh, I was having a particularly stressed out day, and I've tried a number of different things, and uh, I just was like, he was like, you know what, man? I use this holy basil. I swear by it. And I was like, ah, all right, I'll give this herb. And I'm always a little bit of a doubting Mustafa whenever I'm trying something new because I've heard from so many people, this is great, this is great, and not had any results myself. He gave this stuff to me, man. I'm telling you within the hour. It wasn't like I was like monitoring. All of a sudden I just realized my stress level had just vanished to the point where I was like, what? what's going on? Why am I so relaxed? But not tired, just kind of content. It wasn't like the stress had gone away. I was just... Fine with it being there nice. is the best way for me to describe it, and it was just a it's a it's an herb it's holy it's a ba- it's a holy herb but it's holy basil and it the only one thing that I I would know is that I burped up a little bit and it tastes like you had some pizza you know or oh. a little bit of pizza you winter know, sweet, sweet pizza but I mean nothing bad and I I'm uh, I live and die by this stuff now I mean I, I panic when I don't have it <coughs> very nice but maybe you could break the science down or tell me a little bit. About sure. the history of this thing. So it's an adaptogen, okay. which you know means that it helps you adapt to whatever life is throwing at you. Right. Uh, it mo- it basically it modulates the stress response, and uh, it's also called tulsi. I think that's the Ayurvedic or Indian word for it. Um, and there's a lot of really cool things it does. So it's been found to protect organs and tissues against chemical stress uh, from industrial pollutants and heavy metal uh, metals. Uh, from physical stress, uh, from prolonged physical exertion, uh, and it's also been shown to counter uh, metabolic stress through normalization of blood glucose, blood pressure, and lipid levels. Of course. Um, so all of this is kind of, uh, if I could sum all this up, basically it's going, it's like a shield a little bit. It's going to protect you from what life is throwing at you. Uh, so specific uses, uh, it's going to naturally help lower a fever. It's used a lot in India for this. They do tea to lower a fever. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like a big use of it. Wow. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. 
Um, it helps acne, uh, both internally and externally. So you can make a paste out of, not internal acne, but like you can make a paste out of holy basil. <laughs> you can make That's a paste tree. and put it on your face. Um, That's great because I have a teenager too and she's dealing with that sort of things. And I have so much holy basil, I had no idea. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you could use it for that. Um, the study I read, they actually use the essential oils from holy basil and it, uh, it kind of helps against certain bacteria that uh, cause acne. Uh, it may help diabetes. There was a double-blind placebo-controlled study on uh, non-insulin-dependent diabetics in 1996. So these are like your type 2 diabetics. Okay. And uh, it showed a significant decrease in fasting blood glucose and post-meal glucose, which is called uh, postprandial glucose. Um, something to the effect of like 17% lower blood sugar when you're fasting, 7% lower uh, post-meals, and cholesterol levels also mildly fell during the basal treatment. Okay. So diabetics could be a good option there. That's amazing. Yep. I didn't even take into consideration all the other things. I'm like, I just don't feel like I want to kill people as much right now. (laughs) Uh, It also has chemoprotective and radioprotective properties. So this is actually a question that I read a lot online. It's like, I'm going to get an x-ray or, you know, I'm getting a chest x-ray or an MRI or a CAT scan, CT scan. And, you know, what can I take to protect myself or whatever? Holy basil actually... Uh, will help protect against that. Um, so if you're exposed to carcinogens, industrial chemicals, radio, uh, you know, radioactive property materials, whatever, yes. um, less of a chance of becoming immunocompromised and getting cancer when you're taking holy basil. Wow. Um, I yeah. had no idea. It has uh, neuroprotective effects. There was a 2015 study in humans showing that over 30 days, people had faster reaction times and were less prone to error versus placebo. Uh, so definitely some like cognitive enhancing properties. Um, we're going to keep going here. Is this something that we should be taking every day then? Or is it because I've been taking it as needed, but if I'm going to use yeah. get for these benefits. That's always the question, right? right. Is, and that, that's kind of like a question that I know a lot of experimenters ask is, and, and I've run into too. It's like, wow, I feel great on this. But then you take it for a month and you're like, oh, I'm not feeling that great on this anymore. Completely. So there is like an area of, you know, for example, cinnamon. I use cinnamon every day. It's, I, I love cinnamon. It's great. It helps with digestion. <laughs> helps with blood sugar. I can take that every day and I feel fine. But like maca or something, you know, I, would, I couldn't take that every day. Right. But, so and you're looking straight at me when you're saying the maca every day. And I do need to ease up on the maca. <laughs> That's right. Your <laughs> eyes are getting a little, little bloodshot. <laughs> but. No, I, I, yeah, that's, and and everyone's body physiology is different too. So even though our bodies may be adapting to a certain element or property or whatever it is, that might not be true for everyone. Yeah. So that's, that's really something that you have to experiment with. Right. And the best way to do that is start taking it. If you feel great, see if you still feel great in a week. If you don't feel great after a week, you stop taking it every day and you should use it as needed. Like you're using it. Completely. So yeah, it will lower stress by lowering cortisol. Cortisol is that stress hormone. Um, There are a few compounds in the plant that do this. They have really long names. Uh, At least that was in rats. And uh, a big one that holy basil is used for is for respiratory illness. Uh, So there's all types of accounts of holy basil being helped, helping with bronchitis and clearing mucus and fluid from the lungs. Um, I couldn't find many studies on that, but that's kind of an anecdotal thing. Wow. Uh, freshens breath, good oral care, eye health. I mean, there's all kinds of like little, little tidbits out there of what it could help with. And so I read some people's experiences on what they're really using it for. People use it for sleep. 
uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people use it for hormone balance issues. I read some women were using it for hormone balance. Wow. Uh, for stress and anxiety. And it's just amazing how many people suffer from anxiety. It's like... Pretty much everyone, I, I would think, some level. It's like the disease of our age or something. <laughs> it's just terrible. If you don't have some amount of anxiety in your life, you're just not paying attention, I would, I would think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're, just, you're high or something. <laughs> I want to be there, but uh, there's something a little off. There's, um, there's a lot to be afraid of these days, <laughs> and we're going to bring them to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the podcast. That's right. Are you afraid of this? <laughs> Get ready if you're not. <laughs> So as far as negative experiences, there were people who reacted strangely to it online that I read. Um, you know, they would have allergies flare up. Uh, that can actually happen if you lower your cortisol, which is anti-inflammatory and kind of suppresses your immune system. You take holy basil uh, and you lower cortisol, which so that immune suppressant goes away. You can have allergies flare up. Wow. Um, so that's something okay. that can happen to people. And then... Um, Stomach ache, restlessness. That was really interesting. Half people are like, oh my gosh, it helps me rest so much. And the other half are like, I took it and I'm completely restless. Really? And there is there is some weird dichotomy with this on biochemistry where some people, they'll take valerian or some calmative herb and they react exactly opposite to how it's supposed to do. And that's sometimes a, a chemical imbalance in the person that comes back to the physiology thing because, I mean, what are they giving these kids on the pharma level that are overactive? They're giving them speed. Exactly. The same principle. So it's, it's, you're yeah. going to be so stimulated, you'll be exhausted. <laughs> you're going to be dead inside. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now listen and memorize these dates. <laughs> exactly. Repeat and agree. Um, but yeah, so that, that's interesting. That, yeah. that people do have that reaction because I have, in my experience, it has not been that. But I will take other things that are supposed to calm you down and I definitely get amped up. Really? Yes. Wow. Kava being one of them. Oh, wow. So Kava amps me up even though Kava Kava is, you know, something that the entire Fijian island chain is addicted to for calming purposes. That's and right. You know, they all take it. Um, but uh, I, it amps me up. I cannot sleep, and uh, my mind keeps spinning. I don't. I feel content about it. Wow. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, you're like, wow. But I, I ain't capping any sleep. <laughs> all right. All stuff. <laughs> Do you have anything that works for you as far as anxiety that you? So I used to use L-theanine quite a bit. Okay. Um, I'm less anxious than I used to be, so I don't use as much. But I thought L-theanine, which is an amino acid that's found in tea. Um, it works fantastically. Helps you sleep. It's not like a super downer or anything right. like that. So that was always really nice. Is that green tea derived, or what do they? I get? think it comes from green tea. I don't know. I think it's in all teas. I think it's black tea, green tea. Okay. Yeah, you name it. Um, yeah, I've heard other people say that the L-theanine, but that's multifaceted too. I know people who use that to work out. Do they really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean these are all good things, and and this is just kind of a. We're just dipping our toes in the water here. That's right. What should we call this thing? The empirics. The quacks. Let's just let's I just like it. Quacks. Let's, let's just be the quacks. The so non quacks. We'll we'll take away the criticism Quackless. before it, it happens. I like that. That's right. And we can even spell quacks with an X if we really want to get <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's Russian. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> with an R X. Yeah. Well, this has been uh, this has been fun. Yep. Hopefully uh, educational. You're a wealth of knowledge, sir. I mean, I'm taking all these things. I can't wait to find out some of the, the other things that are happening with some of the basics that I, I'm taking on a daily basis or not daily basis, such as the case is holy basil. Um, do you have anything that you actually take on a daily basis? Oh, yeah. I, I, I take cinnamon. 
Um, I take digestive stuff. Uh, I take some DGL, which is good for digestion. Um, so there's definitely some things. And we, we can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll get sure. into that. But so I have much to talk about. Man. I know. It's like there's a treasure trove of, of info out there, too. There you is. You know, on this stuff. I mean, just look at Holy Basil. I mean, it's supposed to do everything. Right. Right? It's amazing. It is. I swear by it. Um, I, and I've turned a lot of people on to it who have gotten off some pretty hardcore things. Really? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Customers have come in or, you know. Yeah. Can you say what hardcore things? Um, antidepressants, okay. uh, anxiety medication, you know, uh, All right, so you can't, so we'll cut big that ones. Out. Yeah. We'll, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll edit that out. We can't say that. <laughs> yeah. We can't say, well, I mean, we can say it. I just can't endorse it. I'm just yeah. telling you what people have done. Yes. Yes. Not exactly. with my prodding or anything like that, but, yeah. uh, this is on their own accord, but yeah, I have seen people make significant changes. Wow. That's cool. So that's, that's exciting really cool. stuff just to know that there's something natural. Yeah. And that, that's another thing is, uh, you know, we aren't doctors, we're not treating you, and uh, whatever you do, you're responsible for, and you can hurt yourself pretty bad with this stuff, so tread carefully. Yeah, uh, tread with carefully. Whatever, with whatever you try. And don't just take our word for it, research. Do your own research. Yeah, read the rat studies. <laughs> See how those rats did before they were sacrificed. <laughs> Bump up against the empirics, the quacks. That's and, right. <laughs> and and uh, we'll, we'll work, work this out together. All right, cool, man. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks a lot. Be well. Mm-hmm.